This is Yaakov. We're continuing with the end of the Arden story. We've been talking about the Arden for a while. We crossed the Arden. We spent time in the middle of the Arden. We had a couple side trips where we learned about the spies. We are back to finishing up the Yidden crossing the Arden. We're near the very end of this section. I think we only have a... This is our last or second to last day of talking about the Arden. We are on page Reish Lamed Zion in our books in the bottom of Pei Zion, the, the latter half of the entry Pei Zion in Yaakov, Perek, Shvia, Masecha, Seita. And we talked about how when we wrote the Torah down, we uh, wrote it on a bunch of rocks, and then we covered it with sid. We covered it with, uh, with lime, I guess, plaster. We covered it with plaster. We plastered over it. Now, there are two versions of what happened here. We learned the first version last time. The first version was that it, would, uh, it didn't make a lot of sense that we covered it with plaster. You write something down, I want Adam to see something, and then I completely cover it and say, Adam, go f- figure it out on your own. And the Gemara said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. We wrote down the whole Torah for everybody, covered it with plaster, and uh, Hashem gave the Goyim, the Bini Yaseira, he gave them extra, extra intellect, and they knew to peel back the plaster and to copy down the words, and that's why they got in trouble, because they should have known better than to do Averas, and they kept on doing sins, so that's when their Gazar Din was sealed Permanently. That's one opinion. We didn't get to see the second what opinion then. Uh, unclear. Unclear. I don't know. Extra challenge. Uh, the Gemara doesn't say. <laughs> Rebbe Shimon Emer. And in answer to your question, Rebbe Shimon doesn't agree. Rebbe Shimon Emer, he says, Rabbi Shimon says, that's not what happened. That doesn't make any sense. What happened was that they put Sid down, they, put pla- they, they had rocks, they put plaster down, and they wanted a nice clean sheet, so they wrote on top of the plaster. That makes a lot more sense. He says they wrote on the plaster. And then right below that, they wrote, Not clear what this Gemara is saying. Rashi helps. What Rashi says this Gemara means <clears throat> is that, Right below that, they wrote one pasuk from Torah. They kind of pulled it out and stuck it on the bottom. And their one pullout, you know, in, in, in magazines, we call this a pullout quote. You know, the pullout quotes, you ever notice you're reading a magazine and then suddenly on the side, they'll have like one quote in big letters because that's the thing they want you to know happens on the page. We had a pullout quote. So we had a, the entire Torah was written down on a giant rock on plaster. Then there was a pull quote that we put on the bottom for the goyim to really understand it. What we really wanted them to know was that the goyim who lived outside of Eretz Yisrael did not have to die, but the goyim living in Eretz Yisrael did have to die. Anybody living in Eretz Yisrael, their lives were forfeit. We were going to have to kick them out and part of kicking them out was killing them. But we do not have a kill goyim policy and they pulled this out and put it on the bottom line. We don't have a policy we have to kill non-Jews. As a matter of fact, any non-Jew who follows the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Neach will, will, will protect them, will take care of them. So what we did was we told the, we had the entire Torah here. In that Torah, it says that Hashem wants us to kill the guy living in Eretz Yisrael. A guy is going to read that, say, these sound like really good ideas, but I don't want to get involved in this. This, is a, this. this entire Torah is about killing me. We had a bottom line. We said, don't forget that this only applies if you don't keep these things. If you keep these things, you're totally safe as long as you don't live in Israel. That's, a, that's the way Rashi understands this discussion. So, that's why it, it sounds like Rabbi Shimon doesn't have that shita, as we're going to see in a second. It's not Rabbi Shimon shita. So in any case, this is how Rashi reads this section. Halamadta, so that comes to teach us. This was to explain to them that if they do tshuva and they decide they're going to start keeping the Sheva Mitzvahs, they will be accepted in tshuva. So what we did was we told them the whole Torah, and then we told them the bottom line is you can still fix yourself. The bottom line is you don't have to die. Nothing bad has to happen to you. The Torah is, sounds harsh in some areas, but if you guys do tshuva, you're going to be okay. Amar Rabba Bar Shila. He says, My time at the Rebbe Shimon. Why does the Rebbe Shimon say this? Because it says in the Pasuk that the nations will be uh, things that were burnt by, uh, the nations will be things that were burnt by plaster, burnt by lime. So what does it mean, burnt by lime? What does it mean to burn somebody in plaster? I don't think plaster is very flammable. Is plaster flammable? I have no idea. I know how you burn people in lime. I have no idea. I haven't done, I haven't burnt anybody in lime to this, today. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. It's like a rock, it can heat up a lot. I guess. So anyway, the, the, the line sounds like we're going <coughs> to burn the nations in plaster. But they say it's not going to burn the nations in plaster. It's al-iskesid. Because of what happened by plaster, the nations are going to get burnt. So Rabbi Shimon says, what happened here? The, 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 the Pasuk saying that because of something that happened with plaster, the nations are doomed. They're going to end up burnt up. But if you read Rashi, there's a really strange Rashi here. How is plaster in Hebrew? Sid. Samach Yud Dalid. Uh, let me see if I can find this Rashi. Al Iskesid. See the Rashi Iskesid? Look at the Rashi Iskesid. The Torah was written on Sid. And it was revealed to their eyes according to Rebbe Shimon. And so, and they didn't learn from it. So when this Pasuk says they'll be burnt by plaster, it means they'll be burnt because there was stuff on plaster that they should have read that they didn't read. Rabbi Yehuda Melcha, so what did Rabbi Yehuda say? What Rabbi Yehuda says was under the plaster, so it's not al iske sid, al iske maybe that was covered in sid. So Rabbi Yehuda says, no, kisid masid en latikana el esrefa, av esen et en lahem tikana el esrefa. The same way that the only way to fix plaster is to burn it, it can't be repaired, so too, these guys who decided not to listen to the Torah, they have no repair, they must be burnt. And if you look at el esrefa, there's a Rashi that will confuse you. El esrefa, Rashi says, Gehenim. That all these goyim who do, who do not keep the Torah have to go to hell. Interesting. As long as they don't convert, they're called idol worshippers. The only, the, only, uh, the only place that they have, their only portion, is being burnt up like plaster. Now this sounds like anybody who doesn't convert dies, right? Everybody who doesn't convert goes to hell. This is not really the way that we see things normally. Now, I was looking through... I, 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 you would think so, but it doesn't sound like it. Don't worry. It's what it's going to mean. But that's l'chera. The way Rashi's reading this, it doesn't sound like... It sounds like a guy who converts uh, is okay, and a guy who doesn't convert is going to burn in hell. That, that's kind of harsh. So I, was, I, I, threw these, I threw these lines into Eretzerah Chachma just to see if anything came up. And indeed, the Rebbe has a Rashima on this. And while the Rebbe is writing a Rashima on this, it's about a different topic. But along the way, the Rebbe says, and it's Pashat that this Gemara means Sheva Mitzvahs. So the Rebbe writes that right into a Rashima. That this, that's Pashat that we're not talking about somebody who, who doesn't keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. We're saying that if they, Niskayer here doesn't mean to convert. Niskayer here means to convert to a Ger Teshav. Meaning if they don't keep the Sheva Mitzvahs, they're going to hell. If they start keeping the Sheva Mitzvahs, then they won't go to hell. So it's Pashat to the Rebbe, that's what that means. Not so Pashat to, uh, to my reading. But the Rebbe says obviously. He says that they. The non-Jews can believe in, in that Hashem has a shittuf. Shittuf, yeah. But they, they still are considered to keep the first commandment of the Shabbat. They're allowed to believe in shittuf, and it still counts as giving a ger yeah. Mm. Yeah. The reason Api Chassidus, the Gaim, are allowed to believe in shittuf is because it's kind of true for them. They're not wrong if they believe in shittuf. Because Hashem does interact with them using mazalas. Hashem doesn't interact with us using mazalas. So if a guy wants to say that I think that I have to thank the mazal for being the thing that Hashem told to control me, that's not necessarily of a desire because it's kind of true. They do have to deal with a mazal. So, Gaim can do shittav. Gaim not nizr and shittav, only yidnar. Correct. Um, do I have notes on this? I don't remember. Let me see. No, we're just going to keep going right now. There's a Rishim HaCheveres that I told you about already. Okay, let's keep going. Technically, we did a Rishima, but it's kind of a, a strange side Rishima. <clears throat> Where are we? I lifted up my finger. You know the rules. Haven't done that one in a while. Okay. Kiman Azla Hadisanya. Who is the following Brysa going like? Like, uh, like the following. The Shavisa Shivyay, and you will capture a captive. The Rabbis Knanim The Brysa says that when you capture a captive, which implies you don't have to kill anybody, you're allowed to take captives, this would include any of the Knanim that live in Chutzlar. This includes people who live outside of Eretz Yisrael. This implies that in theory, if somebody living outside of the borders of Israel does Chuva, we would accept their Chuva. Who is that going like? Clearly, like Rabbi Shimon, who we just said, has that opinion.
Okay. Kind of a technical section for Ein Yaakov. It is not typical. I don't know. Some, I really am confused sometimes about what they put in Ein Yaakov and what they don't. This is a, quite a technical section for Ein Yaakov. I don't know. We're going to continue on to Peches because we have a little bit of time. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of Peches. I just want to do the first line of it. Let's see how many Nisim were done on that day. On that day of the Yarden, of the splitting of the Yarden, several miracles were done. The Ben Yayada is going to count five. See if you can find all five. It took a, I needed help. The Ben Yayada counts five. Avras Yarden, first of all, they crossed the Jordan River. And when they did that, the river, it, uh, it dried up. It was, uh, it was a splitting of the sea kind of thing. They traveled on that same day. This was a busy day for the Yidden. They made it to Har Grizim and Har Eval, which is Shishim Mil, it's quite far, and, and, and they made it all in one day. So they traveled a ridiculous distance in one day. Furthermore, nothing could stand in front of them. Anything that, uh, anything that got in their way was cut down. And uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a good part. This part I'm keeping in my files for the next time I need to wake people up at a Fabregen. Anybody who tried to stop them suddenly got diarrhea. This is a... Can't make these things up. <laughs> That's a good... There you go. So they had, uh, they had enemies, people tried to stop them, and suddenly they had to go to the bathroom very badly. Shnemar says in the Pazak, It says, My fear I will send in front of you. I'm going to kill anybody who comes up against you. I'm going to put all of your enemies against you. Okay. So we have here... Um, how many miracles did you count? I, I count only four. I count four too. Guess what? The Ben Yadah counts five. Huh? Well, they, they say they killed them, but they, they say they had diarrhea, so maybe that's the two. <clears> the fifth one, the fifth one's not fair, you'll never guess it, but it's cool, Ben Yayada. Ben Yayada says, let's count the Nisim. Nase number one, the Yarden split. Nase number two, and they correspond to the five books of the Torah, by the way. There's five Nisim. Hang on, there's five Nisim because there's five Sfarim of Darai. So five, five books of the Torah. Okay, so number one was Yarden. Number two was? They went space. They, uh, they, they, they traveled very quickly. Right, Ben Space. Kvitsa Sadarach. They traveled very quickly. Number three, nothing could stop them, no barrier. And number four, magic diarrhea. What was number five according to Ben Yayada? You, you wouldn't guess it. It's not something you could guess, but you see it. They did all of this in one day. Now, what did they also have to do on that same day? They also had to write the Torah in 70 languages on that day. And they also got the blessings and curses on Har Eval. And they also had to offer some sacrifices. He listed the way that his lashon is, A lot of hours had been lost. Maybe the Arden had crossed the river. They had to get to the mountains. They had to offer Eilis. They had to offer Shlom. They're offering Karbanis. Lechel, they had to eat the Karbanis. Lismayach, they had to have a Simcha. Levarech, they had to give the Brachas. Lekala, they had to do the Klalas. They had an they had a very, very busy day with a couple of them, and then they still had to write the entire Torah down in 70 languages. Where do you squeeze that into a 24-hour day? Miracle number five. So then Yoda says, the real miracle, on top of all the other miracles, was that Hashem gave them the miraculous ability to do a lot of things in one day, but the real miracle was that they got it all done. <laughs> so a lot of miracles made things go a little bit faster, but at the end of the day, it is a miracle when anything gets done. And uh, on that note, we are like done. Miracle number, set, number two.